Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special alternative talks. For this episode, I will be recounting my experience at the Immersive Van Gogh exhibit. And to say the least, it inspired me immensely just to see the combination of art, sound, and music, and how all together they amplified the viewer experience, just solidified my interest in all three of those categories. So once again, thank you for listening and let's get into it. Just before we jump into this, I suggest now that if you got in this far, you probably saw pieces of the exhibit. Stop because there will be spoilers. So just a little warning before we really get into the video. So the main goal for the Van Gogh exhibit was to feel what the act of creation was for Van Gogh. And how could you make an audience feel something without any physical touch? You have to employ all the other senses that you can. And in this case, it was definitely visuals and hearing. Here, the dots are connected for you. They compare it to a traditional art exhibit where you go from painting to painting and it's the viewer's responsibility to find connections between them. But in the case of the immersive Van Gogh experiment, they want you to really feel what um, the act of creation was for Van Gogh. And the best way to do that, the best way to create that visceral effect is to reduce subjectivity so the viewer doesn't have to make these connections instead how the visuals are lined up how the music is played will create a story of only of the intentions of the maker this is done wonderfully through the combination of art music cinematography and immerse theater. Another factor that adds to the decrease of viewer subjectivity and the increase of the visceral effect is the storyline is not actually applicable to Van Gogh's life. So people who have prior knowledge of what would have happened in his life are forced to submerge themselves into this new storyline that the producers have created and can really get into without getting distracted and making their own connections. I didn't learn this until recently, but Van Gogh didn't like to blend his colors. He liked to keep everything in its purest form to really showcase the vibrancy of what he wanted to portray. And now imagine seeing those tiny stroke of color amplified and zoomed in onto a big wall for you to watch and admire with such thematic music that bombards the listener. You can't help but feel um, the emotion and the loudness that Van Gogh was so hard trying to portray when he painted flowers, the fields, and just nature in general. Van Gogh spent a lot of his time painting in the fields, and he wrote to his brother, 
primarily he did so because he related to their loneliness. When experiencing those field paintings, I felt two overwhelming emotions. One of just awe of being submerged into the field and having the wheats just roll past you and watching them sway in the wind. But at the same time, watching that motion, and even though they were all together, they just felt so lonely and steady. When you feel that arise of two different emotions, It could be awe and fear as well. That is when music and art transfers over to the sublime and once again solidifies the immersive and visceral effect of the production. Along with pieces like the Starry Night as well, from the art and the music leading up to that, you see his mental breakdown. And when it gets to the Starry Night, you are, of course, feeling peaceful and very blissful, and you were just in awe and the detail and how each star moves in its own rotation. But at the same time, you can't break away from the awareness that at this point Van Gogh's mental stability is at its lowest point. Thus again, those two emotions that reach the sublime. The Starry Night is also a really good example on how the exhibit uses music accurately to describe the emotions and thoughts of the artist, a.k.a. Van Gogh. When humans see a sound and image, they always try to understand the association and how they are Related. The Starry Night is also an amazing example how the exhibit uses music to accurately describe emotions and thoughts. When we see a sound and an image, we always try to understand how are they associated. And this process, it's called a synchronatic relation, understanding visuals as one. To get here, the exhibit uses processes such as Mickey Mousing. Mickey Mousing is a split second synchronizing of musical and physical action made to create hyper explicit moment by moment musical illustration. For example, in the beginning scene where we are introduced to Van Gogh and the letters that he writes to his brothers, you hear the bugs buzzing um, from the fields that he found himself in trying to convey its meaning. And when he reached his mental breakdown where the roots were slowly going up and stopping, slowly going up and stopping, you hear the sound with it. All these techniques are employed to reach that synchronatic relation that ultimately adds to reducing subjectivity and immersing the viewer into the full experience. But it's not only limited to animals or branches breaking, it also helps viewers configure spatial temporal, aka 
it helps them understand the space that they're in, the scene, the sequence, and actually being placed into the painting. So once again, you can look at the example with the bugs in the field or um, the heat wave sound that you hear as well with the bugs. It adds to the feeling of understanding what Van Gogh was trying to convey in that moment by being in that moment. Once again, Mickey Mousing is not only limited to the objects that are in the area, but it also can convey the culture of that time. So... In Van Gogh's life, he was heavily influenced by a Japanese artist. So when that was um, displayed on the walls, of course, we heard Japanese-style music. Also, when they were showing his hometown, they played music that was from the Netherlands. But once again, Mickey Mousing is not only limited to the objects that are in the area to bring forward that sense of spatial temporal recognition or perception, but the culture as well plays a part. So in Van Gogh's life, he went through a period where he was very influenced by Japanese art. And when this time came to be on the screen, they played Japanese music to amplify the situation, as well as when they were showing work from his earlier life in the Netherlands, they played music that was very countryside-like, and I assume is from Netherlands. But one has to be very careful because it could lead into stereotyping because you're looking at the basic level of what could bring the viewer into the scene without diving into more colorful or creative ideas that could work. Some critics also see Mickey Mousing as simplistic, but I find it very effective in the sense of putting sounds that we know are associated with each other at a time when they're synchronized so we can really get into the moment. Overall, I really enjoyed my experience at this exhibit since live music is um, currently postponed. I had a taste of that and to be surrounded by such beautiful visuals was very satisfying. But at the same time, I couldn't help but think of all these years we've been hearing about Van Gogh from a young child. And of course, I don't want to belittle his work, but I'm looking for more representation, mostly on this bigger platform where you can get other people of color's work, or specifically my case, I want to see black people work black people paintings blown up shown up all over my face we have the technology all we need is the team to do it which i'm pretty sure there's loads of people just waiting for the opportunity so thank you thank you thank you everyone for listening into this special podcast slash 
video visual of my review on the immersive Van Gogh experience. I hope you all enjoyed. I'm sorry that it's coming out so late, but for some reason, it was a struggle to put this together, but finding out the information and understanding how to create a visceral experience with music is something that I will keep in my heart forever. And hopefully I will apply to my Instagram page. So you guys feel submerged in the Selecta Sarah experience. So once again, thank you. Thank you for everybody and listening to this podcast. Have a good one.